welcome to the Pit Stop Podcast. Hey, I'm E. We got my man Kenny McCray. What up? What up? And tell me, tell me what we do, Jay. Hey man, this is a place where we shoot the shit, talk about everything except politics. (laughs) (laughs) And today we have a very, 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 very special guest, man. Um, This guy, he's an author, podcaster, uh, DMV native, uh, friendly alum. Um, all around great dude, man. Uh, welcome to the podcast, man. Frankie Bo, what's up, bro? What's up, baby? How's everybody doing, man? Good, good. good. Glad to be here. I appreciate the invitation. It's refreshing, uh, to be back in the presence of strong brothers. Um, on my podcast, I'm used to being surrounded by brothers, but uh, it feels good to be surrounded by good brothers again, man. Nah, for sure, for sure, man. So, what we do, man, we had to warm up. Uh, it's the warm-up lap, so we go around, you know, see how everybody doing. But we're going to do a little different this time, man. The warm-up lap, we just going to get to uh, what you got going on, Frank, man. So, man, so 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 get, get the people your background, man. So, like you said, I'm a DMV. Born in Washington, D.C., raised in Oxon Hill, Maryland. Went to Friendly High School with y'all fellas, man. Um, by day, I'm a civil in, uh, engineer for a utility company. Um and uh, by night, I do podcasting. I'm an author of a book. Um, my first book, Calculated with Love, dropped uh, last year in Jan- in January. Uh, that was dedicated to my son, uh, my old my oldest boy, who's now at Southern U- University. Um, got into business, man. I got into bit in, 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 into business over the quarantine, and invested in a few local companies, and became a silent par- a partner in a couple of them. And I actually work really hard in one of them. So, um, you know, I'm just um, trying to be a well-rounded in, uh, 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 individual and leave uh, some good examples for my children, man. Nah, for sure. So so you said the book was uh, inspired by your son? Yeah, yeah. So Calculated With Love, his, his journey to self-awareness, love, uh, mindfulness, and consideration. Um, and, you know, we was home over the quarantine. So I actually started this book by 2019. And I was going in a whole nother direction. The name of the book was called Sleeping with the Enemy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a hell of a pivot right there. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but, but over prayer, and God directed my path somewhere else. And um, you know, having these com- these conversations with my son about relationship, basically. You know what I'm saying? Because nobody really had these in-depth conversations about how to talk with other people how to how, how to talk with your brothers how to talk with your girl you know uh just how to build bit of business and things like that no one hell had those conversations with me uh i had to learn the hard way i bumped my head a thousand times so i decided to give the game to my son and we had these conversations and what i did was i put him in here too you know what i'm saying um so was it like a um, story in, I'm saying, so is it like chapters? Is it is it is it scripts? Is it like you know what I'm saying poems? How is it how is it set up? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a chapter book with nine chapters, right? Okay. Um, in the book also has a story. Chapter one and chapter nine is the story of uh, a of a couple. And if you can watch uh, P Valley, if you can watch some of that shit that's on TV, you will enjoy the story. Uh, the story is not about me per se, but I had to put a little bit of medicine in the candy to keep people engaged. Gotcha. So, um, ladies actually love the story 
even though the book was uh, tailored for young men 18 and older. Um, I, I spoke at um, Dunbar High School during their love fest every year in February, and I was um, invited out to Pennsylvania uh, University in Philly, and uh, they brought a, a, a stack of my books for single moms, yo. Wow. And so I went out there and we spoke and um, we had a good time. We talked about the book, but we talked about raising young men, you know, um, and, you know, sing, uh, single moms sometimes feel like they don't have an outlet for their young men to go and, and seek other males to get advice from. And so, you know, they just had to look around. Yeah. The coaches, your teachers, your uncles, the, the nigga you think trying to hit on you that, you know, <laughs> It's a bunch of good dudes out here. You just really got to open up your mind and say, okay, expose your son to him, you know, to see right. what the real or what the real deal yeah. is. That's dope, man. How can we uh, get the book um, or whatnot? Calculatedwithlove.com. So if you go to calculatedwithlove.com, you can go ahead and purchase the book there. It's also, uh, I got a page on that website with some goodies. Uh, you can also review my podcast, the Root Cause podcast on calculatedwithlove.com. That's dope, man. I, I definitely understand that, you know, coming from a home. My mom was a single parent. Um, I remember before I went off to college, she gave me Hill Hopper's book. Uh, message, uh, I think it's uh, Letters or Message to a Young Brother. Yep. I the so, same book, yo. Yeah, so, you <laughs> know what I mean? And it was, you know, it was a dope read. I mean, I don't like reading. I ain't gonna lie. I never finished it, you know what I'm saying? Because I'm not a reader. But as I got older, trying to get into it, you know what I'm saying? But it was a dope read from what I did read of it. So, yeah, that's dope, Frank. Yeah, um, Inside, inside, inside the book, I just uh, point to is is is, is what I do because I'm I'm not a psychiatrist or a counselor, but I point to some of my favorite authors and and folks that are lead, uh, that are leaders, and I just give my opinion of what they actually talk about when when it comes to relationship. Nah, for sure. Hey, so one 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 question I have, man. Yo, how did the root cause podcast start? Oh man. The Root Cause podcast started actually because of the book, because <laughs> I, I was writing and I say I needed a place to really get off and get more information. Right. And so um, I was thinking I didn't want to do this thing by myself because, as you can see, I stuck and I ain't got time to repeat myself. You know, <laughs> so I said, man, let me get some folks around me, man, so who got some more energy. And so I reached out to my man, Miguel Brown. And Miguel Brown had been doing podcasts since like 2016, something like that. And this was like his third one by the time me and him had co had connected. And it was um it was heaven on earth, man. We we kicked it off. We brought on uh, on on, D on DJ Shane and LT. Right. And right. um we made magic. We spoke in schools. We had book bag uh, giveaways. And the podcast really did what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to shift us all in the other directions, um so that we can pursue our purpose. Um, I've made some money, yo, because of podcasting indirectly because right. of because of podcasting. I've had the opportunity to use my career field as an as an as an engineer because of podcasting. I've had the, the opportunity to sell my books because of podcasting. And also I've been behind the camera producing other podcasts, which uh, I really like the behind the camera work. Right. Yo, that's funny you said that, because I think um, when I started the OT show with my man, Grayson, shout out to him. Yo, it took us so many different avenues and so many different ways. And sometimes people are like, oh, man, you ain't make the money. But nah, sometimes 
indirectly you get the money though. Oh, slim. Because you build relationships with other people, you get guests on, you get I mean, you get referrals, all kinds of stuff. You meet so many different people. So indirectly you get paid from other stuff. Though. That's that's what and I don't care what nobody say. They'll say everybody got a podcast, it's diluted. But slim, when you go through the bread aisle, you go through footlock, it's a bunch of damn shoes. You right. know, you just get your brand and you like your brand of podcast. I like the fact that it opens up an av- a avenue for the everyday person to connect with, you know, an audience or have a platform to even teach, preach, or do whatever they got to do. Right. And, you, and you'll find your lane. That's what that's that's the thing yeah. about it. You'll find your lane. And yeah. so, bro, yeah. like you said, it's, it's plenty of different podcasts, plenty of different things, but it don't matter. It's, it's, it can be saturated, but yo, find your lane. You're going to be okay. Find your lane. Find your lane. And be consistent. That's the part that people got to stay. That's it. Consistency. That's it. Consistency wins all the time. Because I watch some bullshit out there. I watch some stuff that don't mean nothing to me, but they're consistent. And because they're consistent, they're winning. Right. 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 And I I think um, it gives you the opportunity to control um, the narrative within our community, within our demographics. Um, A lot of people sometimes they they tend to, you know, think that we're ignorant and we're not, uh, we're closed minds and things like that. So I think, um, you know, just looking at your the name of your podcast alone, The Root Cause, I can see that is very, very uh, uh, potent with, with your messages and things and topics and stuff that you attack. attack. Yo, so one thing I wanted to talk about, too. So one of the things that we, we have uh, the first lap here uh, is uh, talk, we want to talk about marriage, but specifically um, we had the situation with uh, Chris Rock had a special out, and a lot of a lot of people were uh, you know criticizing him over the special, uh, saying you know he didn't have to go that hard and all that kind of stuff. But I just want to open it up. Uh, so how did how did you feel? Did you see the special, Frank? Oh yeah, I watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I watched it twice. I was tore up one 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 time. I had to go back and watch it again just to make sure I heard what I thought I heard. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna give him credit because Slim, I go to comedy shows all the time, right? And so one of my favorite com comedy clubs is the Baltimore Comedy Factory, and so I'm up there probably three four times a month, depending on who there, right? So the fact that he did this live, Slim. And they normally cut up the specials, and then you see this finished product. You don't see the stutters. You don't see the mess-ups. You don't see the the, the, the the quietness in the crowd. But this was a live taping that he did in Baltimore. And so yeah. uh, I think that he did a, a great job for it to be live, for him to be a vet, to have been away for so long, too. Um, I think he did a good a, a, a good job. Now, it, took, it took nuts to do it live, though. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, was, that was a lot of heart. Yeah. So one of the things they did, um, you know, they were they were saying um, they they criticized him about uh, his his Will Smith uh, jokes, which I don't. It's funny because I don't have it. I don't think it was jokes. He was just mad. <laughs> 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 but do you, as as you've been married and been uh, been in relationships, how would you react if um, somebody would to do that to you? As far as like uh, the the with Somebody criticizing your 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 wife on a public platform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How would that make you feel? How would you want to react? I'm gonna tell you like this. 
Um, I've been married almost going on 20, on 20 years now, right? And so uh, there's a time and place for everything. You on that, and bro. One thing I that you yeah, and nah, we clap it up for that. Damn, almost twenty years, man. Yeah, and you started as a pup because we only we man, ain't I even touched forty yet. So you out of fresh out of fresh out of college, you in the game. Yeah, having your life, military brother. Yeah, um, man. I appreciate that. So I, I feel like there's a time and place for everything, and um, you know. Being at a comedy show, me and me and my wife sit up front. I like to sit up front. She don't like to sit up front. I like to Ooh. sit up front, look at the comedian. You got the best seat in the house, but you know what come with that though. What yeah, come with that is if you look suspect, if they're gonna they gonna pick on you. And when they pick on you, you gotta be well enough to laugh to laugh at yourself. You know what I'm saying? And so I've had the comedians make fun of me and my wife, but that's what I'm there for. I'm I'm there to have a good goddamn time. I done had my drinks. The wings done came out. I done seen everybody walk walk through. I ain't make this drive up to Baltimore for no reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let's have some fun. I feel like people gotta be be willing to laugh at themselves. And 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 I'm not gonna give any, anybody enough attention when they don't really know me like that. You know what I'm saying? They don't know my situation. They don't know my wife like that. They don't know what we go through. So they can have whatever opinion you want to have. But at the age of 40, you can say what you want to say. But if you if, if if you walk up, if you get close, right, then it's going to be a problem. You, you can talk all the shit you want to talk. I swear you can. But if you get close, if you touch, it's going to be a problem. Right. Nah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Hey, so I, hey, how, oh, so what? What's your advice for marriage, bro? You been you been in there twenty years, bro. What's your what's your how how do you keep it? How do you make it last, man? Man, you get you a downstairs first of all. You you if you think you're gonna be married in an apartment and um, or on a one level, you, you have have some different wings of the house. Uh, get a hobby too. You know, uh, what I will say is don't lose yourself in marriage. Don't mm. lose yourself in relationships. So so often we can get, you know, intent and comfortable just going to work, coming home, being in a relationship with your spouse. But then when shit hit the fan or shit over, you don't even know who you are because you've been so in tune with the other person and not in tune with self. I'm, I'm going to say this is that relationship and marriage is really to make you better. Um, without marriage, yo, I, I'm gonna be real with you, man. Without marriage, I, I'd have been in trouble a long time ago. I mean, I, 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 I get it, I get it, bro, because you yeah. had it gives you a sense of responsibility, too. Yeah, Slim, I had to provide, I yo. I don't know if he would have been in trouble, bro, because I ain't married yet and I had a hell of a run. So, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right. I'm gonna say is that I was in, I, I, I was married. And I still ended up in handcuffs. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> if if I didn't have that, it might have been three strikes. I don't know. But yeah, what I'm you. saying is that it gave me something to work towards too. Of course. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I had a responsibility. I had I, I had kids. I had a wife to make sure that I provide for yeah. and someone that was looking up to me. So I had to make sure I set an example. You had to be a man. I had like, to be a man. Like, like structure. Like structure. Yeah. 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 And, and I needed that. I, yeah. I needed the structure, just like my man Kenny said. I needed that. That's yeah, that, you had to be a man. Structure. You had, like you said, you had to be accountable. Yeah, 
Accountability. Yo, I, yo, I think that's one of the one of the main reasons I think some marriages fail. Some people don't want to be accountable for shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it happens because guess what? If it, if you don't have to be accountable or responsible for another person or uh anything, if it's just you, right. it's less pressure. Yeah. But when you when you have to be accountable for your actions and somebody's depending on you, it might not it don't have to be financially, it could just be emotionally. Yeah. And some people can't take that. But you gotta understand that's what marriage is about. Is it you're gonna have to you're gonna have to sometimes they're gonna have to lean on you. That's it. You know what I'm saying? You gonna have to lean on her, she gotta lean on you or whatever. That's what I was I was gonna say it's more of a um I don't know, I'm just speaking from my opinion. I think it's it's more about partnership. Um, more so not just one person taking care of the other, um, hundred percent of the time. Just like he say, sometimes, you know, you may be going through some things. You may need to lean lean on her, or she may need to lean on you. But, um, it, you know, when, whenever you guys reach your bottom, you can always reach reach up. You know, to be pulled up. And I think that that's what an equally yoked marriage is and what it's supposed to be. Nah, for sure. Yeah, um, I will say that you want to do your research, though. You know what I'm saying? Um, more. Folks will go out here and do more research on the new car they, that they're gonna buy, or right. their shoes that they're gonna buy, than they do motherfucker that they're gonna sleep with. Yeah, I call you know? it. I call it the interview. Yes, interview. yes. <laughs> Man, you gotta be willing to have them hard conversations. It's all good and fine to have the small talk and put on that mask that everybody want to put on when you first meet a person, right? But you really want to get down to the nitty gritty um, after a while and really find out who that person really is when they get upset. When they broke, uh, when they got right. money, because sometimes when a person got some money, when some dollars, they they seem like they can show off a little different. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm listening to y'all, brothers. I ain't had the luxury of being married, so I'm gonna definitely sit this one out, pay attention. Um, I mean, of course, I've been in a relationship, live with someone, um, you know. But I mean, for me, it's you know, like I said, whatever you and your partner wanted to look like. You know what I'm saying? Um, like you said, hard conversations. You know what I'm saying? Because can't nobody, I just believe when it comes to that, even just having a partner or, you know, girlfriend, I know it's not marriage, it's two, two, two different things, but, you know what I'm saying? Y'all got to understand who y'all are and not, you know, let the outside noise dictate how you guys move. You know what I'm saying? That's nah, one of the sure. biggest things for me. Um, it's on me and my partner to figure out what our merge is going to look like, what the hard truths are, what we like, what we dislike how we're going to get through the next day i mean like i said because everything doesn't work for everybody so you know whatever kenny's been through e you frankie been through and y'all marriages some of it i can take out of y'all toolbox and add to mine and some of the stuff i'm not going to be able to use so yeah i can i can take your opinions and you know implement it into my 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 relationship but i also got to be able to um be able to kind of understand that you know I need to make sure that I have these conversations with my wife and, you know, and everything like that and be willing to put the work in. I think some people get tired of putting the work in. Yeah, not nah, because it's constantly work. Yeah. It's constantly yeah. all you're always working. It's it, yeah. it's a never oh. ending job. Oh, it's, it's always. I heard nah. uh, I heard a preacher say it's merge always, is born. It's always something, man. Yeah, I heard a preacher say merge is born. You know what I'm saying? And. And I said I didn't want to like take it that way, but I understood what he was saying in the sense of this is this is your life every day. Like this is what you work. This you're saying, so you got to put the work in. You got to keep it. You got to keep the fire in it. You know what I'm saying? So 
That's how he was putting it. But I understood what he said once he said that. Because at first I was like, Merch, boom, who wants to be in that? But he said, you know, it's what you make. Yo, it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Me, you know, you know what's so funny, man? I embraced the, I was, the so-called boring times. I embraced those dreams, man. Like those, yo, like those Saturdays or that Sunday when y'all ain't doing nothing. Y'all just chilling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Watching the movie, watching the TV, whatever. You embrace those moments, man. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, take you because you some people take those moments for granted, bro. Gotcha. So yeah. let me ask y'all a question. I'm the only guy that has not been married, or you know, not it, not I'm in a relationship, but of course not married. I'm gonna start with you, Frankie, because you our guest. Um, we we was kind of diving into the the Will Smith, Chris Rock, Jada Pinkett situation. And um, we we kind of went into like you know gra- congratulating you on emerge and getting some advice, but putting yourself in either one of their shoes, Will Smith or oh, all three, Will Smith, Jada Pinkett, or or um, Chris Rock. What is your take on it? Like, cause like we I've seen I haven't watched it, but I've seen the 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 uh, the clip of him just going in. And I have my own opinions on it from how it kind of came out and everything like that. But, you know, I want to just talk to you guys and see what y'all thought process on it. Starting with you, Frankie. Like, what would you say, like, was Chris Rock wrong? Was Will Smith wrong? Did Jada have her role in it? What's your thoughts on that whole situation? And how do you feel? Did he go, did Chris Rock go too far? Did Will go too far? Vice versa. I think they all did, yo. Um, I think it was some sucker shit, excuse my language, that Will did, right? Uh, I think that you go and you... Um, you go and you check another man without checking your home first. You know what I'm saying? Because that other man did not make the commitment to you. You know what I'm saying? It was your wife that made the commitment to you. And a lot of guys will be that. And, and I've seen it. And 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 I'm not going to lie. At one point in time, I had that trait in me too. You know what I'm saying? You're going to react based off of how your girl is feeling. That's not always the smart way to move. You want to move smart not move off emotions a lot of us move off emotion and that ain't cool we 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 can't function well and we weren't taught well as men to react off emotion we were taught to think logically you know and 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 to use our head and to move smart um and so when he went up there and and he smacked chris i thought that was some sucking shit um chris retaliated with some comedy basically you know what I'm saying? He came back on stage, even though he called a man, wife out of name a couple of times, and called Will out his name out, and called him a bitch a couple of times. Personally, I think it was well, it was well deserved. You know, I mean, any, anytime you come and you put your hands on me, and I ain't did nothing to you, but say some, but but talk. You know, I did my job, I did comedy. You know, but but then you get offended, and then you react on the feminine side. And I stand back, and I don't re and I don't retaliate, you know. So I think that um they all went too far. But Jada, man, you, I I heard it said best, you know. Will went on the red table talk, and had a conversation with his wife about him being cheated on, <laughs> with her son's <laughs> best just, friend. It just sounds. <laughs> and the, the son's right. best friend is now, and the son's friend now is gay. So you talking about moistness going all through the house. <laughs> Everybody in the moist. You know? And 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 Will got to deal with it. He got he got to go get him a downstairs, a basement. 
I mean, he got a whole section in the house. He probably got, he probably got a beach house. I mean, what they call it, a pool house. He should be like Fresh Prince, man. Live in a pool house, man. <laughs> but but I'm but I'm but I'm gonna tell you, it's hard to hold a woman up like that, though. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Sure. It's no it's no different than what's going on with the Sierra situation. You know, they're saying the way that she was dressed with her husband versus LeBron James' wife dressed at an event. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to hold up a woman that got some respect for her husband, her family, and how they look in public, you know? Jada, you know, she always, I mean, she from Baltimore. <laughs> she, she from Baltimore. I mean, the apple don't fall far fall from the tree, bro. <laughs> hey, listen here, you Baltimore ladies. That's just <laughs> Baltimore, baby. What is you? Balls and hey, hey, shout out to Kashawn and Blueface, man. That's not the opinion of the Pit Stop Podcast. We love you, Baltimore. I know. We love your two-step. We love all the thing about you. You love you know this everything. No, hey, but, look. Uh, I like the wire. Yeah. <laughs> See, what's your thoughts on it, man? What's your take? You know, being a married man, you know, been a been a been have been a married man, and uh, how would you? Nah, I mean, I, I understand what, what Frank's talking about, man. Because, uh, yo, that's the funny thing about being in relationships. People don't understand the responsibility. Um, and the reason I say that, because it happens a lot. Yeah, you out, especially if your girl is something to look at. It comes with responsibility, bro. And I don't think dudes understand that part, bro. Like, if your girl's a looker, she 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 don't even gotta be dressed uh crazy. She can just have a nice physique. Fact. And that could be an issue. Yeah. <laughs> your girl bro, it it, it could be an issue. You don't even be wanting to do. You don't want to deal with it, but it, it could be an issue, bro. You just gotta be prepared for that situation. Know what you're dealing with. Yeah. If that ain't something you want to deal with, then I ain't the girl you want to be with, bro. Because <laughs> it's gonna be a time. You're gonna, you're gonna get tested. It is what it is, bro. Mm-hmm. So now nah, you just gotta understand what you're dealing with, man. Okay, Kenny, you, Kenny, what's, what's your thoughts on that, bro? You know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I agree with with everyone is saying on, on on that side. Um, but you know, more so um, with Will, like um, Frankie brought up the uh, the incident, the the entanglement uh, with his wife and and things like the issues that he, he deal with. I just look at it, at, you know, I, I this guy took the high road for over 30, 40 years in the entertainment business every time, and he he messed up one time. And people put him on a, a crucified, try to cancel him, all this. I don't know if they try to cancel him, but they just giving him a hard time. But I, I look at it like you got two men, Chris and Will, who, who who's friends. Um, I think the whole thing started over. I think Chris talked about it in his stand-up um, about, remember the whole Oscar boycott? They wanted, you know, he had the hosting and then Jada called for him to step down. And he was like, fuck that. Excuse my language. And. You know went in a little bit I, I i just felt like there's a lot of unknown factors that we don't know about that may have caused will to react the way he re- reacted like two men that are friends and i see you went in on my um, you know my wife i felt like they had a conversation before that incident and i felt like when he i know he's a comedian but when he touched about a topic about his wife having alopecia and how just he didn't, he didn't know that though he said you hey, know well Okay, we. I mean, we could. He said he ain't know, but let's say he did know. I mean, these guys are friends, right? 
you, you know, you attack her and she, she really, you know, felt a certain way about her condition. She was on the red table talk crying about it. You know what I'm saying? So I felt like he chose the biggest stage in, in, in their field and attacked his wife, you know, maybe post a conversation that they may have had, you know, that no one knows about. And I just felt like he reacted off of emotions, which is something that, you know, I go against, like what Frankie said, I, you know, I think you got to think and be logic, but you know, he, he's human. His human reaction. That was his first, um, you know, reaction. And he just walked up there and, and did what he did. And I, I just felt like, I, even with the whole T.I. Mayweather situation a few years back, I felt like T.I. approached Mayweather and it's on YouTube some, in some part of New York. And then Mayweather continue on. And next time T.I. saw him, he was on site. I just felt mm -hmm. like I have no problem with a man defending his wife, man, by any means, you know what I'm saying? Taking off on whoever. Um, I, I I don't think that's more of emotion. I think, I think Will just, just was on man time. Like I, I had a conversation with you. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that that's just, it doesn't equate what really happened, but I just think that's just how I put it together. I said, man, they had to have a conversation for Will to react like that. You know what I'm saying? So, but I want one thing, one thing that you have to, um, people, people got to understand the word consequences mm -hmm. you can you can react you can do whatever you want to do that's why the actors tell people you can say what you want to say but right. there's always consequences yeah. and guess what you can't do you cannot tell somebody how to feel yeah, yeah. i mean matter. <laughs> i guess i mean like i said i don't know man i ain't married but you you you, you talked about you talked about your situation publicly mm -hmm. so you gave them ammo you know what I'm saying to talk about it, no matter who it was. You know what I'm saying like I don't I, I I can't believe that, and I haven't heard anybody, but I just can't believe that Chris Rock was the only one that made a conversation that said something. Maybe not about the other people, oh, but nah, I know nah, it was. Nah, a, nah. I it, know was, it, was it was better jokes on the internet than the jokes that Chris yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying you made you made your situation public, and you already know what social media is like and what world we live in today. You know what I mean? Um, and then like. If I'm not mistaken, from what I looked at, he was laughing, looked over at, at Jada. Jada gave him a look, and then he, you know, went and did what he had to do, whatever, slapped the hell out of uh, Chris Rock, right? And but wasn't that a weird sequence, though? Like, I just think, it like, production-wise, I don't know if that really was in real time, you know what I'm saying? I, Whether I, that, it was in real time or not, it just looked, the way they did it, whatever, if they cut it and did what they did, it just looked bad across the board. He looked at her, and then she gave him a look like, really? And then he went up on stage, you know what I'm saying? And and from what I seen, I could, and then this, my eyes could be deceiving me. I could be making it up. You know, we we could speculate all day, right? Because we wasn't there. But he slapped him, right? I thought it was a joke. I yeah, I did too. I, I, I laughed. When it happened, I, I said, Oh, this is a good little bit they put together. But, but he slapped him. <laughs> I thought it was him. a bit too, yeah. <laughs> he slapped him. And Chris Rock ain't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Took it like a took it on the chin, whatever have you. So when he finally got his chance to speak on it, he spoke on it, he spoke the way he wanted to speak. Spoke. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he's getting, you know, some scrutiny for it and everything like that. But now I want to see now, because we all know the line, keep my wife names out your mouth. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. He went a little harder this time. <laughs> Where you at now? Like, let's see what this is going to be now. Like, yeah. let's see how tough you are now, because you told him what it was. Nah, You're going to run it to him again as Hollywood. 
He had to eat that one, bro. That, that Marlon, that Marlon Wayne's bit. I don't know if y'all saw that, man. But uh-huh. yeah. Marlon said the spirit of Tupac. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is like, you know what I'm saying? Just even in that space, like to feel like, and then for Chris Rock not to react, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like not saying that I'm 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 ready to fight every time on sight or you know what I'm saying, but I don't know if I can let a man open hand slap me and I don't win or lose. Like I it, yeah I yeah. For, for, and you know, and that's another thing, bro. The fact that he didn't take the time to he teased a slap is the most disrespectful thing you can do to a man. Yeah. And then he, he turned his, his, button his, button his jacket back up. He he turned his back and buttoned his jacket back up. And then like Jada and Jack, I think they they went back to Jada. She had like a little smirk on her face. Like you know, I I just felt like you know with what she did and how she did it. Like it's the the word entanglement was cool. If it the role of reverse, you know what I'm saying? It would have been he's a dog. That, that I'm not saying they didn't say these things about Jada, but it's we can't say entanglement, right? And I know it's a double standard across the board on other things, but it's just like it was like it kind of slid through. Like you know, the only joke you would see like. You know, waking up uh, to the to Jada's month or something like that, and then to say August, right? Like, you know, what I'm saying things like that. But it's just like, you know, I just felt like I wonder how I do I do I take Chris Rock's side because he did say he said he has selective aggression. He took the aggression out on somebody that he knew he could work. I don't, I don't believe that though. I mean, that's what he said. So it was some bully stuff. Yeah, I feel like, but I, but like after hearing you guys speak about it, you know, you definitely defend the honor of your wife. But I think I think they all were wrong. I, I, I think, I think if anybody was on that stage, I think Will would react the way he would react. I don't care who it was. I think Will would really walk up. Will is not what a, you, a, what a, you a know? little guy, huh? Like I don't, I don't know about that But you talking about you looking at you looking at Fresh Prince. You this, this is a grown man. Like I said, I don't think he's a sucker. I don't think he's this. I don't think that. But I don't know if he's gonna haul off and hit Corey Hope. Man, I'm I don't know. I think so. If he's gonna haul off and hit Corey Hoka, one of the most disrespectful comedians that we know, I I don't know. I don't know if he hits Corey Holcomb like that. I don't know. Corey's not gonna let it happen though. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if Dale Hoogley is gonna just let him haul off and slap him like that. What what I'm what I'm saying is, I'm saying Royal is gonna react, but I'm not saying that Corey Holcomb or the other guy that uh, Frankie just named is gonna react the way Chris Rock reacted. You get what I'm saying? But, but I, just, saying, I don't I even think, think they, I don't think he gets to that point. Like, I don't think that it's going to be like, I don't know if Mike Epps lets him walk up like, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't even think he does that. I don't know. And like I said, me personally, I get it. You slapped him on, you slapped him because you said you lost it or whatever. I don't know, you know, in that situation, what I would do. I'm not going to be like, oh, what I'd have done is this. I'm not that person. But I don't know if I would have been on TV slapped. I might have pulled him to the side. Like, yo, what was that about? Because if we are friends, if we are people like, like I said, like I should be able to check you regardless. You know what I'm saying? Like I ain't gonna never disrespect you. Like if we friends and you said something like that, it was Lord Joe John. Like yeah, I'm gonna be upset about it, but I don't know if I'm gonna get up and haul off and slap you right there in front of everybody. You I know, why, you know you. why I say that? And we we can you know we can get off this, but I just think like it, that that's not consistent in Will's character in, in in any form or fashion in front of the cameras. And I just think when it happened, we thought. It was a joke because we never saw that side of Will. You know what I'm saying? We never, we always saw the jokey, this laughing, cutting jokes. We we never saw nothing get to Will like that. And I just think he was, that was the last straw. He just snapped. He blacked out. And how many un- things we've done uncharacteristically when we black out? Will I just out. felt like, I feel you, nah, but I just no, felt like, no. I don't know, dear Hughley, Corey Holcombs. I don't know if, if TK Kirkland, I don't know if he gets the, I just don't see it being 
walk up, yeah. open hand no. slap, or walk up, even feel like you're going to get that close to walk up and open hand slap. Nah. It definitely because is a personal if you, thing. Yeah, if you yeah. know, because like you said, the way it will, will approach the situation, you know what I mean? Like I said, I don't know if they're friends. He, it was, he didn't expect it. But I don't know if somebody else sees him walking like that. Like, I don't know if Earthquake, like, I don't know if they're just going to be like, you know what, go ahead, keep on walking up here and go ahead and just, you know what I'm saying? Once he raises his hand, like, I don't know if they're not rumbling nah, that up. First of all, I don't even wrong. think Will would have got the slap off. I think. Nah, nah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Once you raise your hand, my automatic instincts is like, oh, we moving. I'm yeah. come back. Yeah, I'm counting. I watch a lot of boxing. I'm counting that joint. <laughs> <laughs> this is the automatic instinct. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this Jay, I want to follow up with what you said though. Uh -huh. And you was mm -hmm. and, and you and you was talking about Will's reaction once he saw his wife wasn't laughing, right? Mm -hmm. And you mentioned Corey Holcomb, man. I go to his shows all the time, and I'm talking about his knee slapping funny, nigga. And he mm -hmm. going hard on women. Yeah. I don't give a damn. That's one of my favorite comedians. I'm laughing. I'm oh. slapping my knee. But when mm -hmm. you look around, man, you see dudes scared to laugh. They scared yo, to hey, laugh, yo. yo. And shout, so shout out to my shout out to Patrice O'Neill. He used to be the same way, bro. Yeah. That so it reminded me of that. It's like, oh, you laughing. All of a sudden, you look to your young, and she looking at you like, well, why are you laughing at that joke? That's oh. not that's not masculine or smart to me, yo. Nah, for sure. Hey, one of the other other criticisms was, uh, you know, uh, they were giving Chris Rock a lot of criticism. Uh, say he was punching down on black women. Cause he made jokes about Megan uh Markel. What's her name? Megan, what's her name? Marco. Man, yeah, Megan Marco. Um, and then um, you know, then of course Jada and all that. But my thing was, yo, Chris Rock talks about everybody. Everybody. Yeah, what like joints, his cracker ass cracker. Yeah, like <laughs> what do you mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a comedy show. That's I mean, that's the business. Like you you go to comedy shows to laugh, and what are jokes? People cracking on other people. Like people, people look for excuse for their feelings to be hurt these days. You know nah, what I mean? Really. I always say that. Like it's, it's yeah. really, and then you know, you know what I find funny? Conveniently. Every time they wanna, uh, they do it. They do it whatever with Charlemagne. They do it a lot of these people, yo. So when conveniently, whenever they feel like uh, uh, they wanna pounce on Chris Rock or one a clip comes up of Louis C.K. saying the N word, and and he's joking with him, but they're comedians in the room. Like I don't, and I get it. I get it because we, me personally, I don't. I'm. I'm wired different because I think everything in the, in the context of comedy and mm. I don't I when I, I never saw that I saw that that thing live on HBO and I didn't think nothing of it. I was just like oh, I was like they it was a joke, but it wasn't. I didn't take it. It, it was yeah, but it's still like you know what I'm saying. I seen Seinfeld. Seinfeld looked so uncomfortable in there when it. Yeah, was, yeah, he did, he did, he did. And you know, but like it's crazy, you know what I'm saying? Like you said, because they pounce on that light, right? So I was just watching a clip. Roddy Rich uh, was singing. I forgot what song it was, and the crowd was mainly white wherever he was. Mm. And I forgot the song was it. And it, of course, he say nigga in the song, and the, and the white people were singing it word for word, and he was just going back and forth, like you know what I'm saying, just just rock, yo, rocking. I've, with yo, just, I've been I've been in a Lil Wayne concert in Tampa. And it was it was ultra weird. It was weird. I ain't gonna hold you because the girl I was with at the time, we was like, we was like, yo, this is something. This is really weird. Ah, all right, <laughs> but, yeah. but then it's just weird because it's like, all right, I don't know. I'm just 
in comedy situations, I don't be, I don't know. If it, oh, it's the same. I guess it's the same difference because like when yeah. I, it, I was just like, damn, they said that joint like, you know what I'm saying? Like they was just singing a song. And of course, from when they was singing it, it's like, I, I don't know if it was just, uh, you know, they were just doing unconsciously, uh, subconsciously just singing it, subconsciously just saying it, or they was just like. Were they, they overseas? I don't know where they were. I don't, I, but it was just as a bunch of white people in the crowd. I, I don't know where it was, but it just was like. They say it all the time. Yeah, he was like, like he was just like, I think it was the song where he was like, the joint that, like, uh, what is it? Pour up the whole damn cell, I'm gonna get lazy. Oh. And he's like, we be chopping like, and he's, and he's like, they was like, he suck, and everybody was like, suck a nigga. I was like, yo, that's <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But like I said, I don't really want to get too far off talk, but I understand that Chris Rock joint was just wild too to me because it's like, they was just like, yeah, like they was almost like, like, yeah, nigga, 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 like that's how I felt like. In the moment of seeing Chris Rock and they laughing about the word, and I'm like, damn. Yeah. But hip hop opens that door though too. So yeah. so so where 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 we really should well, black folks kind of took that word and, and some of us use it as a term of endearment, but hip hop opens up that door for white folks or non-blacks to use the word and not really um know the history of it. You know, or 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 even experience some of the downfalls from it. Yeah. You know? I'm just and, not gonna give them that pass anymore. It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. I'm yeah. not giving that pass that they don't know the history of it. It's yeah. too much. It's it's too much stuff on the internet, whatever have you, to understand. Nah, they know they know the history of it. <laughs> now they don't. They may not. Now I will say this: talking to people that have been in um, rooms with them and things like that, because they don't go through some of our plights, they don't understand that mm, part, the magnitude of it. Yeah. Because they don't have to deal with it, but they they know the history of it. Well, when you look at the school systems, they they're already talking about taking yeah. out the critical race theory stuff out of the history classes. So they don't even want to teach the kids now about slavery and things like that because they have to be held accountable for what their fault for what their forefathers did and said. So um, I do believe that some of them know a little bit, especially the younger gen- generation. But I don't think that they have a full un, uh, un, uh, understanding of how that how bad that word is towards us, um, and when it comes out of their mouth. Yeah, which brings us to yo. It's it's so funny how they um they're literally trying to rewrite history. Yo. Yeah, we watch. Yo, we're watching it live. Like how they're really trying to rewrite I think I history. Seen something. And like I said, I don't want to get too far off topic because I know we got also, it, it, it's good conversation. It's, it's yeah, conversation, bro. I, I do want. I do want to add one more thing before you go there um, yeah. about the Chris Rock thing because I, I I just want to be, um, and we all been responsible, but I just want to say I, I feel like it got to get off my chest. Like I hope that this closes the door on their issues because oh yeah for sure. Um, yeah. I think I think America loves to see of course two very successful black men going at each other more so than working together. Yeah. I we all saw it, what happened yeah. when we all saw what happened when Martin Luther King and Malcolm X went in the room together. Mm-hmm. Everybody was curious what the hell they were talking yeah. I don't uh, think it has I, to be black man either. My better cut you off here. I just think it's pretty anybody. Everybody likes to see downfall. Everybody likes to see drama. You know what I'm saying? It's sales. Not, man. Hey, look. It's sales. Amer- Amer- hey, look. We we suckers for we suckers for a good fight, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, but look, why you think Jake Paul sells? Suckers for you suckers for a fight, man. It don't even like gotta be team. good, bro. It's just if it's if it's controversy, yep. it sells, man. Yeah, controversy yep. and sales, yeah. But yeah, I do understand what you're saying, Kenny. Man, I do want to hope that this is the end of their stuff too, as well, and they can move on forward and continue on with their 
their business endeavors and you know continue to make the money or continue to grow from this this situation yeah. i do definitely um definitely want to see that now nah, yeah. i think I, I i hope both of them learn from the situation yeah um and you know will, keep will got the slap off chris rock got the joke off and we eat uh, well, i don't know it means it ain't even it yeah, don't, no, it ain't even. Say, some people say it ain't even. It ain't even. And Chris, 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 Chris Way is even. Because Chris, 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 yeah, in his mind, even. it's like in his mind, you know. Chris, not a fighter. I don't care if you're not a fighter or not. It ain't even. I don't, I, no, it's I, not I don't a fight. I don't agree. It's not even. It's not even. Hey, that's another. Hey, two, two, hey, two just are wrong. I'm going to need my. Nah, man. Hey. But let's get get back to on a uh, we'll be on the second lap, man. <laughs> <laughs> near near nearing the victory lap. Yeah, now nah, we're getting close to the victory lap there. So second lap, man. Um so we we, we, we almost touched on it, but like uh, about how they rewrite history and taking taking certain things out of history books and all that kind of stuff. Like I had um actually a situation, uh, you know, they you know, um Kids getting they were this is like during the quarantine. Kids getting homeschooled, and uh, my, <laughs> so my um my little cousin they were going over history or whatever, and so one of her teachers said, "Yo, like Maryland really didn't have slavery slaves like that when slavery was going on." And yo, like my little cousin's mother's like, "That is totally not true," <laughs> but this is a teacher. Yo, this is the yo, this is a teacher telling uh a, a, a nine year old uh well a ten year old that that they didn't have slaves like that in <laughs> Well what the hell was Harriet Tubman running from? <laughs> exactly. Frederick Douglass. They know we have the Mason Dixon line, right? Right. But this is but this is that's why you have to be careful with your kids learn, bro. Like this is what they're teaching kids. And this is a teacher telling telling their students that. And they can go around they can, at, at that age or you're impressionable. You're gonna believe that. Yeah. Absolutely. Without reading for yourself or knowing your history. That's why it's important for you to know your history. Yeah, not what they tell you. Know your history, man. It's important. Bro. Yeah, because I seen something, I don't know if it's true or not, but I want to say it was in Florida. They're trying to pass a law about slavery in a sense, or about the history. The black history, like kind of like removing it. So because they feel like they're still getting or they're they're getting dogged out per se, or getting uh, scrutinized for their ancestors' history. Well, I mean, they, they, I mean, they, they did this with the Native Americans. You know, they, I mean, you, they threw all the books away for the. Come on, there's a lot of books to read up on, on all the tribes and and when they founded this country. I mean, come on, like like so now they're doing it with with so. Other you know what? So I heard this story about how they took the land from the Native Americans, right? So, and I got to look it back up because I, I can't remember how it went, but the Native Americans didn't know about ownership, right? Nah, because at, at the time, at that time, they, the land is the land, the land. Man. Yeah. So they, like, it's, so, it's yours. We didn't, we didn't have that thing. Land, they, yeah. So yeah, they just yeah. sold the land to, to them. Yeah. They sold the land to them for like. Whatever it is, right, right, right. They and didn't, they, they didn't so, grasp the concept of that. They didn't grasp the concept, and they just kind of sold the land, and it was like, then they start like that's how they they traded the land per se, 
and they didn't really know what it like what it meant to anything like that and i was just like i need to go do some more research like you know what i'm saying and really dive into that because that's crazy to me like because you know i don't care what you say american was stolen Hey, nah, so, yeah. hey Frank, hey, Frank how, do you, how you feel about them uh, trying to rewrite history, man? So Jay is actually right. In 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 Florida, the con the congressman actually uh kicked the bill out because um it had the LGBT curriculum in there too. Oh, and, so, that. Yeah, I saw that. and so what they tried to do was they tried to melt everything together instead of just taking out the LGBT stuff, they took out the black history with it also. And so growing up, we didn't know nothing about the LGBT. When we had our black history programs at church, nobody spoke mm-hmm. about the LGBT group, right? Don't it was just black tell. history. Don't and so now they tell. want to combine those things like their struggle is our struggle. And so America... Um, I will say that I'm tired of America just wanting us to just forget it. You know, you know, the Jews don't have to forget their Holocaust. Mm-mm. You know, the Chinese don't have to forget theirs. We got to forget ours. And so just like Jada Pinkin is unaccountable for her entanglement, so are white folks. You know? <laughs> They're unaccountable and they don't want to have to speak on it or make right what they made wrong because they give billions of dollars to everybody else. The Not Ukraine folks getting money. When I was in the Navy, the Iraqi freedom folks was getting money. We're the only ones that's not getting our just due. And I'm not saying we need the money, but we need our just due. At least don't write the rewrite the history. Right. Tell the truth so that the younger white boys and white girls will understand how to relate to us. You know, you can't relate to a person that you have no information on. It's yeah. just gonna cause fuel. Yeah. Nah, and I think another thing that happens, man. They try, we try to, um, we try to over uh, out suppress people. Like, <laughs> no, like this, <laughs> like, like. I mean, Spanish people got their oppressions, and then you got LGBT got their oppressions, then you got black people got their oppression, and we try to out out oppress each other. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. Instead of just sometimes, yo, one one thing I think we all have to uh, focus on is empathy. I think yeah. it doesn't happen enough, yo. Like have empathy for like I, I I understand your plight, but have empathy for my plight too. Yeah. Right. And that's come to, come through a common ground. It don't go. We and once you once you realize, bro, like we are really kind of fighting the same fight for real, for real. Yo, we just people, yo, people want to just provide for their families and have an honest shape. That's it. Yeah. Have a try to have a level playing ground, but I know it's we see it's damn near impossible to have a level, level playing ground because they don't want to play fair. It is that's what, what it is. That's what racism and oppression feeds off of. Is, yeah. is messing with the history books and and messing with the education of the next generation. Um, you know, the, you know, what kid born in ninth in twenty twelve should know the word like. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can edit that word out, but I'm just saying, like, you're born in 2012. We, we use that word way back in the 18th century. So they're teaching these kids hate. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that, that's what keeps it alive. That's what keeps it going from generation to generation to generation. Yo, when I'm, I'm going to tell you how I've been, and I, what I realized, bro, and it, it hit me when I probably like a few years ago when I realized, like, yo, racism is a business. And oh, once yeah. you realize that, you're like, damn, dog. 
Because you make money off of racism. That's why it's hard to overcome racism. It's a business. Yeah, and they feed it to us. Like, even with that's why I, I had so much beef with the media and news. When they started making news entertainment, I was like, yo, this is dangerous, dog. Like, you mm-hmm. can't put you can't make news entertainment, but they make money off the news and now it's becoming entertainment. But so now, so now, yo, it's almost like boxing, bro. Like it's sports. You got the you got the Democrats and the Republicans, you got the red against the blue. And they and they and they make it entertainment and they, and they make money off of it, bro. Yeah, so like that's it's so hard to overcome. Everything's a business, man. Everything, if you, whatever it is, is gonna make that dollar. You know what I'm saying? Stretch, or you know, if I can scratch your back, scratch my back. And then, like I said, it all depends on who. And for us, it all depends on who's who's at the top. Because I can, I can, I can pull everybody up. You know what I'm saying, and put people in position. If I'm on, uh, I'm, I'm on top. It was a nepotism. I can do that when mm-hmm. you know. What I mean, I'm in positions to do so. So, like, even when you look at sports, you know, what I'm saying you look at the coaches. You know, what I'm saying like a lot of coaches I see that you know, then they had their sons coach. Their sons become a quarterback coach or start as a quarterback coach, linebacker coach, then so on and so forth. And now they in a position to be a head coach without having to go through what like Irby Enemy did. Right, because he didn't have somebody there to put him in a position to uh, to to do better. Just like uh, who's the coach of the Texans? Well, who's that coach of the Texans just now? Like he got fired this year after having a terrible team. Like you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, uh, you talking about uh, Lovey? Lovey, yeah, Lovey Smith. Like you know, we just don't get though. And I, like I said, I know this all keeps uh, in the racing, but when you look at those things like that, we never get a fair shake. And I think we try so hard to get a fair shake that sometimes we may just listen, man. We may have to make a fair shake of our own within ourselves, within our culture and our community. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, we already know that it's hard to get a fair shake in certain things. As long as they feel like they're giving us something, we should be happy. Well, I feel like they look at it like this. Well, listen. 10 years ago, you only had one black coach, right? And I'm just saying that. Now, 10 years later, you got six black coaches. Mm-hmm. Put this rule in, that rule in, to make sure that, you know, you guys just get opportunity. You know, we ain't got to hire you. We just got to give you opportunity, right? And I think that's just how they look at it. You know what I mean? And I also think, too, that because they didn't have to go through some of the things that we had to go through, they don't understand it. Like, I remember when I was talking to a friend of mine, um, uh, well, I said that man over there, Frenchy. I was talking to Frenchy. You know what I'm saying? He was going to become a um, uh, 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 the uh, train the t- teachers how to you know gun um, teacher oh, yeah, class yeah, yeah. guns and stuff like that. You know, Cassell Curry's and um, HQ Wells and things like that. He said he was in class, and he said some of them was like he was sitting in there with you know they were only black people in there and just hearing and hearing how they talk. Like when you get pulled over, what we have to do and what we go through, they were like. Why y'all just don't go say something to the guy? Why y'all just take that? Y'all just go take the call. This is the law. Yeah. And it was just like the law yeah. don't work like that for us. They like, are you serious? Hey, hey, James. Um, my wife she manages a couple of law firms, and yeah. I hear the I, I hear these stories of these young black boys, black men got full rise to school. They get pulled over by the police, especially in the South, and they lose their scholarship and, every, yep. and, and everything based off of the way that the law treats them. And so uh, one of the lawyers is a cousin of my wife, and she was like, look, we need to have a talk with little Frank. You know, he's away at, he's, he's away at school. He needs to learn that if something happens to him, 
and he gets into it with the law, he needs to be quiet. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything because they tell you you have the right to remain silent. So many, so many of us go out there and try to do what white folks doing when we're not white folks, and the law is not really working in our favor like white folks. You know, you know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. So we really gotta, we really gotta, you know, go take that road to just get home. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. just make it to the crib. Yeah. You know. Because we don't know the, we don't know the right people. Because we don't know the right people. I mean, yeah. just seeing little things that I seen until I had like, if you ever see a mug shot, the mug shot they put up of us is the, the worst mug shot they could find. If you see, <laughs> but if you see others mug shot, they in it suit and tie, got a smile, smile on their face. You know what I mean? The the camera, the lighting behind the camera is brighter. Like yep. even when they were talking about Nicky Bond, they said when they put him on there, they wanted to make him look like the toughest gangster in New York at the time. They took it and darkened up the uh the lightning so it can look like he was grimming, like a like you know what I'm saying, a menace when he took that picture that's on uh well, I think it was on the New York Times. Mm. It was just the way they to make him look like like this bad guy. Like that's what they that's what they was polarizing. That was just like wow, like you know, just the things that we go through, they do the same. That's what they do. They, they morph. They morph things. Like like going back to that word nepotism. I wanted to touch on uh, Sanders and what he's doing with his sons at Jackson State and, and yep. things like that. And it's funny how they they frown on on nepotism in that sense. And, you know, they make things look different. Just like you say with the mugshot with Nikki Bond, you want to make them tough. Mm -hmm. But they 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 make an image of Dion like he's just handing out jobs to his his daughter going transferred his sons there and everything. But I was watching this episode um, while I was doing this podcast and while I talked about, there was this, uh, uh, he was cellmates with at one time he was cellmates with his stepfather. He was cellmates with his brother who, who, uh, who got killed. Uh, after mm. that. They, were, they were actually cellmates in the prison system. Mm. And every time he went to prison, he know all these people in prison, they, they know each other, they grew up with each other and everything. But on the other side, the CEOs, I, I think they were in Dallas or something like that. But the C, the the, the CO, I say CEOs, the COs, yeah, are a family. Yeah, it's a business. Father, son, family business. Um, the mother was working in the prison. Like they were just all all in the prison under you know working in this business and, and making money, for gen building generational wealth for their family and through the prison system. But like, why is it like frowned upon? <laughs> When when Dion does it, and 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 he's really he's doing it, trying to build generational wealth for his kids, trying to get them in the NFL the best way he know how. You know what I'm saying? So I, I just think like when they because they're on the, because they're finally on the to me, and this is my personal opinion because they're finally on the other side of it. It it's not working for them, so they finally see the wrong in it. You don't know what's done to you, or you don't know that you got a silver spoon in your mouth where everybody around you have the same silver spoon. Mm -hmm. You don't know what's going on. Like you hear it all the time when you listen to these podcasts and you listen to them talk to the some of that. And I listen to a lot of uh, athletic podcasts with these athletes, and they all say, "Man, we didn't know we was poor." Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we all were the same people. You know what I mean? We all went right. through the same struggle, so we just felt like that was just the, the 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 neighborhood. So when you don't see, you know what I'm saying, from that standpoint, and we see it, well, yeah, I'm gonna run my dad's company. You know what I mean? And things like that. When you know, because I'm already set up to be successful coming out of, you know, coming from where I'm from, where you see Dion came in and then he just fired these people 
or whatever have you let them that's what they call it per se and then brought his team over which that's what happened no matter where you go yeah that, that, that's 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 a coaching that happens all the time yeah, in coaching, the, bro. yeah that's coaching but that's that's even in the business and yeah and business yeah. many can attest to that yeah, man, in the business. you bring your team yeah. on as a contractor the first thing you do is get rid of the other contractor of yeah. other people on the contract if yeah. they don't fit what you're doing exactly so, because he's done that, it's like, man, he got rid of all these people, got rid of their job, just that and third, blah, 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 blah. And that's not really, you know what I mean? But because I think it's done to them now, and it's like, yo, that's that's not fair. Right. But they haven't had a chance to witness that. Like, when you don't, like, for example, let's just take it to something as basic as when I get pulled over, it's never fair. But if they get pulled over and then something happens, they don't see it that way because they don't have to go through that. They can go cut some fuss or whatever. Yep. And keep it moving, Definitely. but you don't have to go, and that's what I think that's where that comes from, and that stems from, you know, and and then also because you know, just like they wanted him to stay at Jackson State, you know, now seeing it and in hindsight, looking at it, first I was upset, but like looking at what he had and what he said and the things that he talked about and his side of it, not mad at him. Yeah, but nah, after that, after that, yeah, after that, after I sat back and got the emotion of it off. And realized what was really what was really good, and uh, got to it. I ain't really blaming, bro. He did. I mean, like anybody, it's a better opportunity for him and his family uh, yeah. to make a better put put his put his kids in a better situation, you know. And that's what we all trying to do anyway. You know what I mean? You know, like, his son is all his the quarterback. I think it's your door. Um, is is already a top prospect in a in a in a draft in the future right. as a quarterback in the league. Like like what he's is genius like he's, yeah. he said i'm doing this for my kids like really right. like so and like when he talked about jackson state he said it's not even about you know the money and all those things and everything like that he just talked about it a little more in depth he was just like the other things and the reason why he did it, it was like oh, okay cool you know what i mean but yeah. we were quick to jump on it because you know we definitely want to see our hbcus do better but we gotta, but everybody got to be held accountable not just dion because nah, if, I gotta, if i got a d1 prospect as a son or a daughter, you know what I mean? And they have an opportunity. They're the best kid in the, in the world, in the country, and they have an opportunity to go to a, a, a Howard, a, a Morgan, Coppin, Norfolk State, or Southern, whatever, and I send them to Duke because I know that's going to that, – me putting them in, the, in that Duke uniform is going to get him to the NBA faster than him going to Norfolk State or Coppin, Morgan, whatever. Why not, right? Yeah. Yeah, because as an athlete, yo, the, your 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 time is is small. It's a small mm-hmm. w- window that so, you have an opportunity mm-hmm. to achieve success or for or for or for or, or fortune to change your family's, mm-hmm. you know, right. legacy. And so I don't blame D Dion for sitting at the at the table and bringing his family with him, yo. Yeah, uh, I think that would be insanity if he didn't right. do uh, uh, do that. When when you look at the ball father, who got the three yeah. sons that. Slim, he did what he was supposed to do. He's supposed yeah. to get a seat at the table and bring his sons with him. Yep. That's that's the goal. That's and I and think now, that, he, now he out the way. The man. boys and looking I, their money. Like I said, <laughs> and I think we gotta stop. I think, like I said, I know this cliche, but you know, we gotta stop. We gotta stop waiting on them to help yeah. us rewrite our history and rewrite yeah. our own history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We just got to put our money where our mouth is. And, you know, one thing that my homeboy always say, my man Milton, he said, we got to stop being scared to give up a little to gain a lot because yeah. we all nah, because we sure. only have a little. And we got to understand that what we do and whatever change we make to make our, our people better, 
it's not going to benefit us. We do we doing it for the next wave, you know, just nah, like our parents sure. did for us. Our mm-hmm. parents went through that. Like I'm like Kenny gonna hate that. Like what Hove say, Hove did that. So hopefully you won't have to go through that. He hate when we do nah, it. Nah, I, 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 I feel that though, because I can I can attest to that, and we we can get off all this. Yeah. I can attest to that. Um, I, I personally went through that. Like I unknowingly knew that my father already had my name imprinted as a, a position with his company that he started when I was a kid that he knew he foresaw the vision from God. He said that I'll be working for the company and, and, and I'll be, I'll work to the point where he'll be able to hand it off to me. So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, man, I mean, I, I, I was, you know, I'm blessed, man. Like I got out of college and I did an internship with, with his company and it turned into a full-time job. And I've been, I'm here 16 years later. And that's, so the that's thing. a job of parents, though. You know what right. I'm saying? That's what your parents are supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Right. And going back to marriage, that's what marriage is supposed to do. Marriage is supposed to bring uh, uh, is is really the transfer of wealth. You right. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. this is 2023, and I'm a traditionist when it comes to marriage, right? And so I believe in marriage and the union and stuff. But marriage is really an old thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like right yeah. now, you really don't have to get married. You yeah. can sign a piece of paper. And saying slim, what's mine is mine, what's yours is yours. Let's yeah. go do our thing and let's love each other, right? right, right. But, but, but that's what but that's what marriage was supposed to do to transfer wealth to come to Business. the table together to build a legacy so that your children right. have more than you do. And like yeah. you said, Kenny, you're right. And then now we also get to see that you know, when we see people like you, when we see people like my man CJ who has his own business and you know, he and the things that he's doing with the podcast, Frankie, what you're doing, and you know, writing books and things like that. We see that we can achieve something else besides entertainment. Yeah, I sure. think once we—that's what I—that's how we can rewrite our own history. Start seeing things that, and doing things and showing things, and we got to start keeping our statistic alive. Because I think, like, I think the statistic is like black people are, you know, you know, black people. I think marriage there is more married black people or less divorced within black people than it is of any other race. If I'm not, I, I don't know, but don't give me the, you know, quote me. But I think that, you know. Our percentage is lower. Our divorce rate percentage is lower than other some other races. And but it right. seemed like you know, you hear us with the baby daddies and the baby mamas. Oh, no, but the, our, our, our negative gets publicized for it, though. Yeah, that's how it is. Though. Oh yeah. Right. So yeah, I just yeah, think, yeah. like I said, as long as we trying our best to rewrite the history and, and do what we support and do our part, I can't I can't make you know anybody else do their part. As long as I'm doing my part to you know make our our you know community looks successful I, I'm, I'm doing my job so yeah man and, and it's and, our job as as brothers in the community in the community to um to support one another you know mm-hmm. to support like i support your relationship you know what i'm saying because yeah. if i don't do that that fucks up your household yeah you know yeah. and that messes up your money yeah you know you know what i'm saying which now that's taking food out your children mouth and vice mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so it's our job as a community to also so to support the marriages and relationships in our community. Yeah, nah, for sure. Hey, man, we get to the victory lap, man. So victory lap, man. Shout out to Nip. <laughs> Victor, yes, man. Victory lap. Hey, matter of fact, before we even get to that, man, if y'all don't go get a chance, man, check out uh, Earn Your Leisure, man. They interviewed the marathon people, man. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah they, they interviewed the marathon. Uh, okay, uh, bet team whatever yeah they interviewed nipsey brother black sam mm-hmm. um, and then everybody that's involved with marathon man they doing good work over there man okay that nah, was man. That and what's amazing about it um that they're they're they 
they're continuing Nipsey's vision. Right. He right. he put that, you know, he had that play, he had that vision for a long time. Yeah, man. that was a while. Yeah, bro. yeah, he was way, he had like a 10-year, 12-year plan before yeah. everything. Like he had he had everything mapped out. And just to see that they continue, and, and he the has the yeah, continues, amen. And then just to sit, we talked about generational wealth. He had everything packaged where like his kids would get the royalties for everything, his kids right. get the royalties for the clothes and stuff like that. It was just phenomenal stuff, man. So if I get a chance, check out that earn your leisure with the marathon team, man. Right, that, and the victory lap, man. Final thoughts, man. What you got, Frank? Um, I'm going to go with uh, seek to serve, success will come. Since we've had a conversation today about relationship and marriage, um, everybody gets into a relationship thinking it's just about what the person can do for them. Uh, when you're actually supposed to be of service, you know, in any relationship, you're supposed to be of service. And so I believe if you seek to serve, even in business, success will come. Don't chase the money. Don't be selfish. Service. That's yeah. dope. Nah, for sure, man. Let them know where they can find you at, Frank. Hey, man, you can go to calculatedwithlove.com to get the book, Calculated With Love. You can find me on the Root Cause podcast, also on the TUL channel, the Underground Lab, which is on Ruku and the Fire Stick. You, you can find the Root Cause podcast. Nah, Ooh. for sure. Oh. Hey, man, the name of this episode is Do Your Part. <laughs> okay, do your part. I like that. E, do your part. Nah, for sure, man. We only we only accountable for what we can do, man. Do your part, bro. That's it. And with that said, it's the Pissed Out Podcast. I'm E. I'm Kenny, and I'm James. And um, before we get off, always want to keep my man name alive. Shout out to Jr. Pittman. Um, like I said, we started this podcast because of him. So anytime I can get a uh, chance to keep him alive, I want to um, definitely keep him alive. So shout out to JR, Ronald J.R. Pittman. Um, and that's our guy, uh, Pissed Top, because of you, bro. And happy birthday, belated birthday to little Jake, too, man, um, his son. So just want to keep this alive as much as possible. So keep his name ringing. Nah, for sure, man. We love y'all, man. All right, peace.